I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today. We are super diminished. <laughs> I think we just invented a new scale. Have we ever done a musical banter before? That Was that the first time? That was the very first one. We're so excited to be in the new pod suite with uh, the Flying V keyboards here. Uh, so we can have a little musical conversation every now and that then. That's nice. The diminished scale really lends itself to musical conversation. It's it all really open-ended, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't diminish the value of the diminished scale. I would never. I yeah, would never. Yeah. I mean, if you do, you're going to find diminishing returns for sure. So we're talking about the diminished scale because we want to know, what the hell is it? Yeah, what the hell is the diminished scale? <laughs> this is part of our series. You know what? What this the is, hell is that? And I'm an expert in this for, because for many years, I, intu- not intuitively, I knew could play and could hear a diminished scale, yet I didn't know what the hell it was. <laughs> so maybe, did I know what the hell it was? I don't know. But I didn't know how the hell to talk about it. But now, I used I've to, come full circle. I got my first uh, melodica when I was like 20 years old or something. Mm. And I used to, really not knowing much about the diminished scale at that time, but I used to play it on the melodica and like pretend it was Toots Thielman. You know, Toots? Oh, yeah. Because to me, it was like, oh, it sounds so much like jazz. <laughs> On a melodica, it sounds like, like I would just be like, I'm toots, you know, yeah, like yeah, walking yeah. around. And I mean, yeah. look, this is this scale is allegedly legal in the classical world and several other worlds. They don't know anything about yeah, that. Yeah, but I mean, it's weird. Like, you know, classical musicians kind of, they don't really, do they know the scale? Like the logic They don't of it, really yeah. know about it. All right, well, let's talk about what the hell it is first. Yeah, so there's a couple of ways that you can use the diminished scale. The first way, and- the, Wait, and I, I thought we are talking about what the hell it is, not the, not the how the hell do we use it. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> it, it's an octatonic scale. It's an eight-don't scale, right? Okay. Um, and it's a what per- is octaton? Oh, eight notes. Eight scale. notes. Scale. Yeah, I just I, I, I demonstrated what it was. So, okay. uh, but to get even further, so it's it's a very symmetrical scale. The way that we're going to start uh, by talking about it is what we call the half whole diminished scale. And the reason why it's called that is because it's a series of half steps and then whole steps, and then it just repeats that pattern until it re- until it goes back to the start. So, if we're starting in C, it's C, D flat, E flat, E natural. F sharp, G, A, B flat, C. And, and the eight part, the eight note part of the scale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then the ninth is you're repeating the octave. Right. And so if we were to then to start this on D flat, it's not, it's not that. That would be a whole half. Right. It's a whole different scale. Same intervals. Right. Half note or half step, whole step, half step, whole step until it repeats. And then it does it one more time with D, Yep. right? And then that's it. Because once it gets to E flat, it's the same pattern as it was in C. It's in fact the same notes. It's diatonically the same. The same exactly C. the same notes. Yep. And so if you take the keys that were in here, it creates a diminished chord. If you skip a note... Now we have this diminished seventh chord. But C, do not e diminish flat, the value of that F sharp A, right? Please. So the sound is the most important part, and it sounds very ambiguous. It sounds yes. like it's not on solid ground, this chord. It is not. It, it's transitional. It's it's the part of your story when you know, you're know you leading to something else, but you've got some choices, but you want to kind of leave a little bit of suspension with the audience. I mean, like this is the actual usage of it, but this is also the sound of the thing. That's right. That's why I used to old school, like 70s television be a lot of... <laughs> 
Right. You know, like going to the commercial break. That that was unresolved. It was right. unresolved. It's got that sound built into it. So, the chord and the scale even more so because you've got all those different possibilities that are within that half hole diminished. So in improvised music, we use the diminished scale as a a system of tension. Yeah. And we do this most often actually not on a diminished chord, but most often we do this on a dominant seven chord. With alterations. That's exactly what we were doing in the intro. We were doing a C7 flat nine, sharp 11, or I think I played this voicing, C, E, F sharp, B flat. I, I don't know what you were playing, but it's really a C, seven, 13, because the A natural is in there, yep. with a sharp 11 and a flat nine, sharp nine. Yeah. So that that doesn't really matter. That, that sounds more complicated than what it actually is. If you know this scale, you can use this. So say if we're, if we're going to F, and we have what is commonly referred to as a two, five, one cadence. Oh. Right over the C7. Ah. Right, we can use that to resolve down the F. It sounds It's almost like a great. bunch of like kind of leading tones. Exactly. It's a series of leading tones, yep. as a matter of fact. Yep. Like it it it's endless the uses of the scale as a tension builder to release later. And that's all built into the scale. So yeah. when you and that's even just playing it as a scale. Which is how we almost never play it. Exactly. That's <laughs> the funny thing about it. So now we know what it is. And just to kind of reiterate um that there's three of these. I think, you know, this is something that's not it's it's commonly understood, but you have to really think about how you're going to apply this to your playing and to your learning and, and really internalizing the scale to have success with it. Yeah. Like there are literally just three of these scales that you need to learn. And by learn, I mean if you're a pianist, really getting them to your hands, if you're a trumpet, getting the finger, you know, for your particular instrument to really know them. But you want to be able to hear when it starts to repeat. So the C half whole... You want to think about hearing it... You know, that same diminished pattern or diminished, fully diminished mm -hmm. chord, so that when you start here, you're hearing that same, because it is a symmetrical, octatonic type of scale, yeah. um, that you're hearing those same intervals as you move through that on the micro and the macro level. And one thing that un unlocked this for me on seventh, on dominant seventh chords, and I've since shared this with some of our open studio students, and they were uh, very enthusiastic about a light bulb moment for them is you can think about this. In jazz, we have what's called the tritone substitution, right? So if I have a C7 chord, uh, you can substitute that with the, the 7 chord from a tritone away, in this yep. case, G flat. Right, which is like a half-step movement to our, yep. our F chord, right? So I like to think about this uh, as sometimes as a C7 going down and then a G flat 7 going down. Right? So it's like the, f the top half of a C7 and yeah. the top half of its tritone sub G flat 7. I like it. That, to me, uh, growing up with tritone subs, just unlocked how easy this could be. Well, and that's, and that's the, the, the magic of an eight-note scale compared to all the seven-note scales that we learn and all the modes of the major scale yeah. is how this can interplay with rhythm because you've got two, three, four... Right. One, two, three, four. And then you're right there. Whereas if you're doing even like an alter scale, which would kind of yeah. work good. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, one. And now you're already into the next octave, you know. And it's fine. Yeah. But it, but it's just a, a different kind of usage. So, and and I the thing I like to do with that, and I love that too. I used to kind of 
hear it like that. I never thought about it. And when you mentioned it, that C7, F sharp 7, that really started to make sense in terms of the construction of dominant scales and how they apply right. to this half hole because that's really the function of what we're using it over that kind of chord. So it makes sense. You exactly know? right. And that way you can use it for any, for any tritone sub. Like it works on the F sharp 7 or G flat 7 just as well as it does on C7. Yeah. And another cool thing about that going through, so if you think about the C7... F sharp seven. You can also think about right all the way. So C seven, C seven e, e flat, flat seven, seven, F sharp. G, yep. A. We're playing the same. Exactly. Track, yeah. A. Great minds think alike. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But and then that, these are kind of the most basic ways we're doing it. The actual function of it. Well, the the, the usage of it is a lot of time. Ah. Same kind of cluster of notes, right. and we love to look at clusters on the piano. Right. But how are you going to mix it? Take a shape and turn it into some music instead of just a scale. So now you're getting into the real advantage of the diminished scale, and that's shapes. Because it's symmetrical. What the hell is the real advantage of a diminished scale? The hell it is. It's uh, it's these symmetrical shapes. Because this scale is broken up into four equal parts, essentially, yeah. there's four different... If you find a shape that fits those notes you can take it up or down in minor thirds and it'll work like i think on our intro i was playing something that i love to play over this which is like it's like a major and minor triad right so uh, here i have an a major triad and minor triad right so i have c sharp c a e yeah and it's that it's four note set like we were doing before which is nice i can move this then down in minor third so here's the a now F sharp, which is A sharp, A natural, F sharp, C. Then E flat. Yep. And then C itself. Yep. Like those four note shapes are so easily moved around. And then as always, you were starting to play around with this, you know. Yeah. Like, just change up the order. Then you're going to get in, into some places so you're not just running from. From totally. top to bottom. It's endless. Like you can you can do like whatever. Yeah. Like whatever you, you want to make of those shapes. But I think as pianists, especially, the shape thing can unlock this because yeah. once you sort of get that in that mode of minor thirds, yeah. you find these shapes that work in the scale and you can literally just start practicing transposing them up and down in minor thirds. And just to show how much the rhythm matters, these are you know, these are all kind of examples of four note. Two, two plus two, four note rhythmic things that would be 16th notes, eighth notes, whatever. Um, when you start to play with three note, whether it's triplets or still layered over the eighth yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broken fifths. Yeah. Or. And combining them and stuff, the, the diminished scale really shines there too as well, especially over this half hole. But. Today we're really talking about we're giving them extra because we're talking about what the hell is it. We already showed them what the hell it is. This is how the hell to use it. Yeah, yeah. But we should also talk about what I always thought was the only diminished scale, which is the whole half. Right? Is that still a diminished scale? Oh, it certainly is. Some people are dogmatic like that's the real diminished scale. So like, over C, yeah. it would be very different sound. Than yeah, but it's really it's the same pattern it's just starting it in a different place right, right. so it's whole whole step half step it, you're going to get actually the same three scales the same notes of the same three scales exactly. it's just a matter of thinking about it in a different way and then yeah, yeah if you think about like like a d like a uh, b dominant 
Right. It's a. It's a. That's the C. Yeah. It's either a B half hole or a C whole half. Yeah. Like it's or the a same. D half hole or a D or anything half. else with it. Yeah. <laughs> so many others. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is commonly used. Like I think of whole halves on. The only time I think of them is yeah. on actual diminished chords. Exactly. Fully diminished. Fully diminished. Or with a major seventh, anything in that area. Like, yeah, that's really... And and really, like, the, I think the time that I, I really am sort of conscious of using this uh, in a way that it's like, oh, I'm using the, the, the notes of that scale as opposed to applying that half hole in a different way would be like, you know, on a ballad. Well, it didn't have to be a ballad, but... So like F minor seven to B flat seven, and then we're gonna go to E flat, but we go to yeah, yeah, yeah. And I try not to do the exact scale because that's corny, but you know, totally different result. Totally, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, but it's also really, I mean, look at that. That's all within that whole half, but it's it's. You know, kind of hearing it off of that, like B, well, it could be anywhere in the diminished, but I'm, I'm hearing it as like a B7 sharp um, sharp nine. Right, right, right. And then yeah. resolving to the E flat major. That's awesome. Well, if you want to get in on this series of what the hell is it, you know, let us know what you uh, want. What the hell know. do you want to know? <laughs> it's aggressive, we've but opened, kind of passive also. <laughs> we've opened up Pandora's box with the That's hell. Right. Well, we had a lot of good response from your what the hell series. Because right. it started out where the hell is Peter, yeah. and then you're doing them on your own, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you came up with what the hell. Um, yeah, so give us a like and subscribe here on YouTube if you're That's watching right. on YouTube. We're on the YouTube. We're gonna we're twice a week coming to you uh, officially now from the new pod suite on the YouTube. So look out for that. We've got a bunch of new great videos. Like and subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, and leave us a rating, review, or comment. And w- should I give them an example of? I mean, we don't want to put words in their mouth, but this was a recent one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, this is from Ezekiel Peterson um, from Chile. We got fans around the world, yo. Yeah, um, I hear this podcast every morning on my way to work. The advice they provide is excellent, and the great majority of the episodes are both informative and fun. Oh, um, yeah. Th- thank you so much. We appreciate it. We're, we're going to give a shout-out for every um, uh, rating and review that's given. So if you want to get a shout-out on the show, give us a rating review on Apple Podcasts. This is going to get out of hand. You know that, It's going right? to get out of hand. But yeah. you know what? We're committed. So. All right. Till tomorrow. You'll hear it.